Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to... A third consecutive win for the Denver Nuggets. And I'm going to say it's an uppercase W because it came against a competitive team on the road. The Nuggets have won three in a row now. They are at the time of recording four, excuse me, three and one on a uh, five-game road trip with the last remaining game this evening uh, in Madison Square Garden against the New York Knicks. Uh, It was a game... In Indiana, a game that uh, we, we just watched last Sunday uh, that uh, I, I told the story bringing my son, my, my five-year-old, to his first Nuggets game against the Pacers. Uh, they were once again without Tyrese Halliburton, who's going to miss more time with a hamstring injury. But this game was about uh, Jokic uh, to uh, a slightly lesser degree, Jamal Murray. But this was about Jokic, who, you know, <laughs> once again a triple-double made the first shot of the game with a Sambor shuffle, made the most crucial shot in the middle of the game, a three-pointer right before halftime, which was massive, and then the last three-pointer of the game um, as time was nearly expiring uh, against the Indiana Pacers to seal the win. Final score, 114-109. to Jokic finishes with 29 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, just a single turnover. Think about that. Ten assists, one turnover. That is some sort of ratio that um, can get even lost in the shuffle with all the other gaudy numbers. Don't forget about the really, really small number of one turnover for Jokic. Just absolutely incredible. It was another one of these hyper-efficient games. Kind of went through his game log in uh, um, Tuesday's episode of just how efficient he is from the floor. I'm not going to reset that whole conversation, but 13 of 19 Three of four from three. I mean, goodness gracious. Went to the free throw line only one time. Made both of his free throws. Absolutely incredible. Jokic continues to raise the bar for himself. He now has um, a triple-double against 28 of the 29 teams in the NBA that he could play against. With now only the Washington Wizards, the lone team that uh, he hasn't had a triple-double against, which I'm guessing he, he'll get um, in, in the next outing, if not uh, uh, the next two or three. Uh, Jokic, um, it, it, there's, there's a couple different a couple different things I want to mention here. He's going to be announced, I believe, as the All-Star Game starter later today. I think we're expecting that news around 5 o'clock um, mountain time, from what I understand. Um, you know, Jokic, it's it's hard to repackage the same sort of uh, overarching thoughts about trying to like define his greatness. You can you can run out of adjectives, you can run out of analogies, but I am just having so much fun watching this guy who has not. Um, uh, I don't think he's missed a game this year. I think he's played in all forty four uh, games, if I'm not mistaken. We'll do some quick math on that in a second. But uh, Jokic averaging 26 points a game. That's a top 15 number in the league, actually 13th in the NBA right now. 12 rebounds a game. That's a top five number in the NBA. He ranks fourth in that category. And 9.1 assists. That is also a top five number in the entire NBA, currently ranking uh, fourth. 
He's shooting almost 60% from the field. And in the month of January, uh, not going to do the whole game log, like I said, but in the month of January, he is shooting 72% from the field. It is remarkable, okay? Um, can't wait to see where this goes. We'll talk about the MVP stuff in a second because there, 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 uh, excuse me, there's a big game looming on Saturday against the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid, and we'll talk about the uh, latest odds here in just a couple seconds. Uh, before we do that, um, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, I want to give AG a shout-out, who I thought did a fantastic job in the last three quarters against Pascal Siakam playing in his first home game in front of uh, Indiana uh, after that, um, I guess, you know, sort of mega-trade, bordering on a mega-trade, coming from uh, Toronto. Most of uh, Siakam's damage came in that first quarter. I think he had 10 of his 16 in the in the first quarter, and, and I'd have to really go back and, and, and look at it, but I could have swore he had either, I think he had 10 uh, uh, in the first 12 minutes, meaning that he scored just six points in the last uh, three quarters. Really good job uh, by Aaron Gordon, who um, this week, his name was on the 41 person list of potential players, 41 potential players to represent the United States of America in Paris this summer with the Olympics. Man, that I think that would be so cool for Aaron Gordon. Like another layer of, like Aaron Gordon's not a quite all-star caliber, right? Um, not going to go to the Hall of Fame, right? But is a really awesome freaking NBA player for a title defending team, a title contending team. But I think for Gordon, that would be, in terms of an individual accolade, that would just be massive if Aaron Gordon could find a way to have USA across his chest in Paris this summer. Now, this is a little bit different of a year because the team is going to be loaded. And from what we're hearing, LeBron James is apparently open, openly like recruiting guys and um, billing it as like his last go around in the Olympics, which he has played in a bunch of times. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think that you're going to get the best of the best. I think that you're going to get the best of the best. This is not one of these years where we're like, oh, really? Like, you know, um, you know, Phil, I don't want to disrespect it, but like, oh, really? That guy's like one of the 12 representing the United States. And like, we've had some years like that. Right. Um, and, uh, this is not going to be that year. And if you look at some of the other front court guys that were on that list, you're talking about like Bam Adebayo. Uh, Anthony Davis, um, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jarrett Allen, um, uh, Apollo Boncaro. I think Chet Holmgren was actually on that list too. I'd have to double check. Don't quote me on that. Um, but uh, when you're talking about guys like Bam Adebayo, Anthony Davis, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of shot Aaron has. I really don't. And and from the, the coaches and Steve Kerr's the coach, and that was in the headlines this past week because Draymond Green was left off the list entirely, and I think he should have been. Um, uh, I agree with it, but they may actually already kind of have the team picked out in their head. There may be only one or two available spots actually truly and legitimately available. Um, but Aaron Gordon is so versatile and he's kind of positionless, right? And that bodes well for that international game. He could guard, you know, five different, five different positions internationally. You could see that scenario. Um, and he's tough. Right, he's tough. He's he's freaking. He's he's a deep shade of blue collar. 
All right. And uh, I think he would fit. I just don't know what those coaches are thinking, but I want it for Aaron Gordon. I do. But, but let me talk out the other side of my mouth. If he doesn't play for Team USA, I'd be totally fine with it. I'd be totally fine with it because I'm expecting um, the Nuggets to make a run to the NBA Finals or, or surely be in the Final Four in the Western Conference Finals on the heels of the shortest offseason he's already ever dealt with last year after winning the NBA Finals. He's been banged up, right? He's had stuff. He's had rib injuries, heel injuries. Shoot, he got bit by a freaking dog. Um, so it's one of these things where if he if he doesn't play for Team USA, I'd be a-okay, rest your body, go on your little international tour, go visit Jokic in Serbia. But then Jokic might be playing for Serbia as well, and Jamal might be playing for Team uh, Canada or, or will be, for, be playing for Team Canada. So if, if AG makes the team, you could have three different Denver Nuggets all playing for three separate international teams in the Summer, summer Olympics. And I just – I just love the international game. I've watched this thing explode over the last 20 years, and uh, I can't wait uh, for um, the uh, Summer Olympics. So um, I'm good either way, however it shakes out for Aaron Gordon, as long as it comes with a, a, a second appearance uh, in the NBA Finals uh, for Denver, and I think it will. Um, one more j- just, just overarching note. This doesn't speak to just the game against Indiana the other night. Uh, Peyton Watson just continues to be like maybe my – I got to make sure I say this the right way. Maybe like my biggest curiosity almost nightly going into uh, an MB, uh, going into a Nuggets game is what am I going to see from Peyton Watson? And I, I don't get too bummed out when, when he doesn't uh, burst and flash, but I never know when that next burst and flash is coming. And Peyton Watson's game is such where like when he makes a play, it has a tendency to be like a very loud play, right? Like, it's not just like a tip for a block. It's like a punching it. It's like soaring through the air, dunking, locking down guys. Like, and 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 it, he is um, kind of the joker in the deck for me right now as I'm going into Nuggets games. And uh, he once again made a three, um, grabbed a couple rebounds, had seven points, um, and he just continues to be a fascinating, absolutely fascinating watch at just 21 years old. Um, he makes a three, like two out of every three nights for like two months now when that, the, the, the guy didn't make a single three, uh, I think for the first two months of the season and the way that he has turned it around in that category. Um, but, but, but his energy level and focus on defense, it's infectious. I just can't get enough of it. And I, I had no idea that I would be loving up Peyton Watson the way that I have this season. Um, but I didn't see this type of regularity in terms of uh, his emergence here for the for, for, for the Denver Nuggets. Um, I was expecting like maybe one out of eight or nine nights he'd have a good game. See it all the time now, and I absolutely love it. Um, okay, uh, Michael Porter Jr. was a bit under the weather in Indiana, so I don't want to bang on him too much, but he was kind of hard to watch offensively, but apparently he was sick. He's kind of been sick, so not going not gonna, to uh, spend too much time uh, on uh, Michael Porter Jr. here. Uh, what else before we move on? Um, I think that's all I really wanted to get to from the game itself. Um, Jamal, excuse me, Jamal Jamal was um, uh, mostly fantastic. Again, 11 of 24. Uh, was it perfect? No. There was some moments that you know can be cringy. Uh, but eight rebounds, seven assists with 31 points. And Jamal was a plus 17 when he was on the floor. Nobody else on the Nuggets was a in plus double digits at all and Jamal was a plus 17. We really spent some time on Jamal earlier in the week on Tuesday. 
But this guy's January, it's shaping up to be, um, you know, it sticks out. And he's round, truly rounding into that playoff form, 31 points, uh, two games back against Boston. We talked about that uh, earlier in the week. But on Friday night, national TV goes for 35 earlier in the month against Detroit, season high 37. So Jamal Murray has gone now for uh, 30 points four times this season, and three of the four are in the month of January. So really, really encouraging uh, on on the Jamal Murray front. I had one more note. Um, uh, uh, Jamal scored 20 or more points seven times last uh, January. Okay, he's already at eight games of scoring 20 or more, and they still have the Knicks and the Sixers and the Bucks and Oklahoma City on the schedule. So if you're trying to match up like where Jamal was this time last year, he you could actually make an argument he, he is even ahead of where he was um, coming back from that uh, injury a year ago, um, which was what you would hope for this time. Um, uh, if you were like to forecast ahead year over year, even though it's not perfect, again, within a game, it's not perfect. Within a season, it's it's not perfect. Um, but uh, it, it looks to me like the guy is stabilizing and water's finding its level for uh, a great player uh, like Jamal. So uh, hopefully he can continue to bring that. Um, what else here? Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, uh, looking ahead. So we have the Knicks game tonight. All right, um, and then on Saturday, it's a massive game from massive in terms of if you're following the narratives, right? And the NBA season um, is riddled with narratives. That's kind of half of the um, half of the product of the NBA is kind of discussion and, and, and narrative. And you could say that's good or bad or whatever. Um, it just is what it is. So from an MVP standpoint, Joel Embiid continues to raise the bar. Um, if the votes were cast today, Embiid would win, guys. Embiid would win. Talked about this earlier in the week. Embiid probably deserves to win right now. What he's doing is historic. One of the longest streaks, I think it's fifth, long, fifth longest streak in NBA history of scoring 30 or more. He's done it now 22, 23 consecutive games. Um, you know, scored 70 earlier in the week. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to dump on Embiid, um, but, 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 um, this game on Saturday that's going to be nationally televised, 5.30 Eastern, okay, 3.30 here Mountain. The whole NBA world is going to be watching this. We know Embiid got him in Philly. We know Embiid got him in Philly last year. We also know Embiid did not play in Denver. He's going to play. And I'll say this. I do not think Jokic can win the MVP if the Nuggets don't win and Jokic has a big big game. I just don't, envi- I just don't forecast it. I don't envision it. The only thing that would flip that is if Embiid suffers another injury. He's already had he's already had to miss time. We know the NBA's like game requirements for awards um, is very real. All right, you're not seeing load management in the same ways we used to. Just look at Kawhi Leonard. Like the guy plays every single night now if he can. Um, but he's go- Embiid is going to play in Denver, and if Jokic wants a shot at this award, and I don't know if he does, and I, I honestly don't really care. Um, this year uh, is the first year in the last four I don't have a Jokic MVP ticket. Um, so let the chips fall where they may. I obviously want Jokic to win the award. Um, but the only way that he's in the mix, because Embiid's already seriously ahead of Jokic now, is Jokic has to beat him. Nuggets have to win. Jokic has to play well. 
and then we'll see what uh, holds for the rest of the season. But this does not this game in the MVP race. If you care about it, it doesn't count as just one game. It's not the way this is going to work. All right, this probably counts as eight games put on the scale for that MVP conversation. So we'll see what uh, shakes out. Uh, the Nuggets are already guaranteed a winning record on this road trip. That was my only focus going in. Like, can you go three and two when you knew you had to play in Philly? You knew you had to play Boston. You knew you had to play a tough Indiana team. Uh, and New York is tough. So the fact that they're already going into uh, Madison Square Garden assured with a three and two record minimum. But what if what if they go four and one on this road trip? That would be a freaking uh, statement road trip. Statement road trip. Um so we'll see. We'll see what um, we'll see what we're in store for. I like the Knicks. I'm a huge fan of Jalen Brunson. I'm a huge fan of Josh Hart. A couple of Villanova guys root for that program. I think they play the right way. Not so big on Julius Randle or R.J. Barrett um, uh, and Dante Divincenzo, another Nova guy. Uh, they got they got a little clan there uh, in New York. Um, so we'll see what shakes out uh, in New York, and then uh, the big one uh, in Denver Saturday afternoon against Philly. I want to be at that game so bad. But I can't. It's my wife's birthday, uh, and not even gonna, not even gonna, not even gonna go there. Um, but I'll be there in spirit. I'll be watching the game. And guys, I hope you have a great rest of your week. And whatever happens in Madison Square Garden, and definitely against Philly on Saturday, we'll be back here on Tuesday talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.